Joining us here in the studio for the news briefing is Son Ji-yoon. Ji-yoon, good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> Let's talk about c h u n g Gwang-hoon. Uh, he has, uh, for over two weeks now, uh, mm-hmm. received uh, medical care uh, for uh, being infected with the coronavirus. And so he was released yesterday. He is, of course, the, uh, the head pastor of Sarang Jail Church, which is uh, very much in the spotlight and controversy over their role in uh, this super spreading event that we find ourselves in. So after being released from hospital, uh, what did we expect? Uh, Thanking the medical workers, thanking the government for single-payer health care that provides him that uh, quality uh, care to help him recover and uh, a promise to not cause a lot of problems in society anymore. No, that was not the message that no. he conveyed. He, give, he did give a kind of a brief a token very short apology. apology and then went on to criticize the current administration for what he is saying is basically a fraud, a hoax, a show mm-hmm. in regards to coronavirus and uh, K-quarantine. So what's his point? Right. So basically, as we know, Sarangjel Church has become a new hotspot for the novel coronavirus after it organized a massive anti-government rally at k o n g w a m u n Square on the Liberation Day. Now, at the forefront, of course, was Pastor Chun Gwang-hun. More than 20,000 people, including church members, took part in the rally. And so far, more than 1,000 church members, including Pastor Chun himself, have been confirmed to have contracted the disease. Yet... Um, After just a very short apology, he went on to criticize the government. Now, after receiving treatment for 16 days, he was released yesterday. And as soon as he was released, he held a press conference where he said, the whole quarantine efforts by the government is a scam. And, ref- and he referred to the virus as the Wuhan virus, mm. uh, a favorite term of President Trump, by the way. Now, he went on to continue to say that um, he is ready to put everything on the line if the government continues to lie to the people. And he's even ready to become a martyr if the government and the president uh, doesn't meet his demands within a month. So that is uh, disturbing in terms of uh, people who do want to see the country safe and uh, us to overcome this coronavirus Mm -hmm. pandemic. And again, as you say, uh, a lot of the same rhetoric we hear uh, from many parts of the extreme right wing, including um, maybe right wingers in the U.S. where Mm -hmm. they call this a hoax and they say that uh, the Wuhan virus and it's all China's conspiracy. Uh, We hear similar rhetoric uh, from uh, these uh, extreme right wing people here in Korea as well. Perhaps not a huge surprise that c h u n g Gwang-hoon would have mm. this kind of uh, statement and rhetoric because we've, we've seen his past statements. And if anything, maybe even more controversial than some of the things he said uh, against the government right. and the current president. Mm. Uh, re- in response, though, the government did say that uh, they are kind of reaching, I think, a, uh, a tipping point where mm-hmm. they feel... If you cross this line, we're going to get really, really upset and we're going to yes. have to crack down on you. So they did not stand idly by. c h a n g w a d a issued a statement very much determined to say, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. So in response to c h a n g s press conference, a key c h a n g w a d a official said that not only has the church failed to cooperate with the government's quarantine efforts, c h uh, a n g s church has been 
propagating conspiracy theories and the aftermath and the damage uh, it has caused is tremendous. The official added that President Moon ordered the office to show the people that this country's public authority is valid. In the meantime, the government is also closing, on in, closing in on an investigation over the church's involvement in spreading the disease. Now, late last month, the police had conducted a search and seizure at the church to get hold of the exact roster of people who attended the Liberation Day protest, but maybe this wasn't enough. Mm. Um, health authorities claim that Chun and his church have been obstructing the government's quarantine efforts by refusing to submit a list of church members or by providing an incomplete list. So, yesterday, the police conducted an additional search and seizure at John's house and three other locations related to the church as it decided it needs to secure additional evidence. Right. I think the government's point right now here is that this is not about a left or right issue or conservative or liberal mm-hmm. issue. It's about a super-spreading event that occurred that, according to medical science, uh, the best ways to approach this is to uh, trace, contact, and treat mm-hmm. all the infected individuals and then quarantine those who may have been exposed to the virus, which is how they have been trying to handle this pandemic up through now. The problem that they're citing is that this particular group, uh, Sarang Jail Church, led by Chung Gwang-hun, has been, um, I guess, uh, to put it mildly, uncooperative, mm-hmm. and then to put it more harshly, maybe have exacerbated the situation by not only not being cooperative, but also uh, spreading these uh, rumors, conspiracy theories, and, and right. straight-out fake news and lies in regards to people just um, maybe not believing that this whole thing is actually a real, mm. real phenomenon and pandemic. So... Uh, Some of the response to the government's uh, role here, uh, it seems like conservative media has kind of tried to drum up a controversy that they referred to the Blue House, referred to Chang Gwang-un as uh, Chang Gwang-un Shi and didn't put the Moksa, the reverend Mm -hmm. title on his name. You know, you might think that's some kind of protocol here in Korean, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, culture that you have to do that. But you should listen to some of the previous speeches given by uh, Chung Gwang-hun in reference to um, mm-hmm. President Moon Jae-in and, uh, and <laughs> the <laughs> rhetoric and, and the harshness of language and the disrespect to the, uh, pres- uh, the office of the presidency. So He doesn't sound like a pester to begin no, with. No, <laughs> no. And so, you know, you could say there's a tit-for-tat involved uh, mm-hmm. with that, but it's just referring to this individual who has been as a uh, potential suspect in maybe a criminal case. Right. Uh, he has not been cooperative with the investigation. But one thing is clear uh, for sure, ji is that they might say it's a hoax, but if you believe the numbers of infections and you believe that those numbers are coming from these sources, Sarang Jail Church, led by Chung Gwang-un, is a super spreader event. And this was certainly responsible for the recent mm-hmm. resurgence in cases that we are all suffering from. And this is coming from the top medical advisor yes. on the pandemic, Chung Eun-kyung the director of the KCDC, she pointed out that the church, as well as those Liberation Day protests in support of what those uh, church members were uh, talking about, they were big risk factors. Yes, I think it's just, you know, based on fact, and it's undeniable that these two events contributed to a recent resurgence. And um, at a regular COVID-19 briefing,
briefing held yesterday, Chung said that the church and Liberation Day protests that took place at Kwaman Square contributed to an explosive increase in the number of confirmed cases in August. Now, she also cited an exceptionally long monsoon and the recent holiday season as contributing factors as well because a lot of people stayed indoors where ventilation wasn't properly done right. and uh, this Obviously, uh, also, there was a holiday season where people traveled a lot and contributed to an increase in the numbers. Um, Last week, Korea's confirmed cases hovered around 400s, which is now down to 200, so it's a bit more hopeful. Although experts warn, based on short-term prediction modelings, that there may be as little as 800 to as many as 2,000 confirmed cases a day. If the trend continues, the number has been kept in its 200s for the last few days, which Chung attributes to people's active participation in quarantine efforts and, of course, um, the strengthened social distancing, which is now up to 2.5 stage. Mm. Now, in fact, the country reported 267 new cases yesterday, uh, uh, of which 253 were uh, low locally transmitted cases, and 14 were imported cases. The total now stands at 20,449. Unfortunately, two more people have lost their lives due to the virus yesterday, and the death toll now stands at 326. So it's a very bad situation. Mm. Uh, But like I had mentioned in the opening, uh, where a lot of people had uh, more uh, serious concerns of, let's say, Typhoon Bavi, and right Mm -hmm. now with uh, Typhoon Maisak, Uh, the actual damage perhaps was not as great as initially feared. This is sort of a similar situation. Mm -hmm. It could have been worse, uh, according to some of these experts, if you're citing numbers like uh, 800 to as many as 2,000 a day, we did not reach that level for sure. However, the quarantine efforts obviously have to go on. Of course. And uh, how do the health authorities now kind of predict what's going to happen? How do they picture the uh, fight with the virus here in Korea, and do they have any specific goals? Right. So although the numbers didn't reach as high as 800 uh, or 2,000 as the prediction modeling suggested, and the numbers still remain in the 200s, health authorities believe the imperative at the moment is to lower that number to below 100 to be safe, a number that is controllable by the health authorities here in Korea. Now, KCDC chief Chung Eun-kyung said that quarantine goals for now would be to minimize health and economic impacts brought by the virus um, and to put cer- uh, to, to put containment efforts back on track. Now, there is a remark from the KCDC director herself, so let's hear her first. Right, so you heard her uh, basically say that people's active participation in quarantine efforts uh, kind of contained the virus from further spreading over 200 cases a day. Mm -hmm. And um, she also said that it will take a week or two for the effects of the strengthened social distancing uh, to appear within our society and and that we are at a very important crossroad between further containment or losing control of the situation.
inflation. Right. So what this means is that uh, as we are in this uh, so-called 2.5 stage of uh, quarantine, a little harsher than stage two, but not quite to the uh, almost complete shutdown, lockdown of uh, stage three, uh, that runs till September 6. Mm -hmm. And if we can get the numbers under control and maybe see uh, new infections drop to uh, around 100 or or a day or so, uh, then we might be able to see a gradual kind of lifting of these sanctions. If we don't, um, we might have to consider, again, that uh, worst-case scenario of further tightening or at least extending what uh, we are in right now. So that is going to be, as uh, Chung Eun-kyung says, a very crucial period over the next few days. Let's then talk about the people who are um, very crucial in terms of helping to combat Mm -hmm. the pandemic, and that is our frontline medical workers Not just the um, staff involved, but obviously the experts in charge, the uh, so-called doctors who are leading the fight. Uh, Unfortunately, there's been a lot of strife and uh, dispute uh, with uh, various doctors who are opposed to the government's plan to um, reform the medical sector, including expand admissions to medical schools. Now, uh, we see that professors at these Mm -hmm. university hospitals are joining the fight. Uh, They are continuing to submit letters of resignation and protest against these uh, reform measures. And uh, they're also ramping up these uh, collective actions, really bad timing on Mm -hmm. this, uh, and suspending medical services. Right. So earlier it was just interns and residents, but now the movement has spread among professors who are determined to prevent any harm being done to their interns and residents after the government warned it could even revoke their licenses if the doctors continue to strike. Now, According to the medical industry, 53 out of 55 professors at the Department of Internal Medicine of Korea University, Kuro Hospital, tendered the letter of resignation, So, which is a lot, like majority or most of them. Now, these professors urged the government to see the issue with a broader perspective that could reassure medical staffs. Now, Association of University Professors of the Asan Medical Center also took an issue. Uh, also took an action. It issued a statement and said that they will only serve absolutely necessary patients and will resign the moment tangible harms are done to the young doctors and medical students. Mm. Professors at Seoul National University hospitals have also launched an emergency response committee to discuss collective actions. Now, the actions. are ramping up among um, professors uh, as, according to a survey conducted on 1,288 professors at Seoul National University hospitals and its affiliate hospitals and centers, more than half of the 727 respondents answered that they need to take stronger collective actions to put an end to the escalating tension between doctors and the government. Um, However, though, there may be a room for A more hopeful uh, projection as an emergency committee formed of medical students and trainee doctors taking part in the strike accepted the ruling party's proposal to rediscuss the focus of the government's medical reform plan. And the medical circle is expected to look into this uh, proposal further today. So I hope um, things Mm. can be resolved on on a more positive note. Um, But before we move on, there is uh, the move was made at the mediation of the ruling party and the Korean Medical Association. And here is a short clip from Choi Dae-jip, the head of the association. So let's hear him out first. 
또 핵심적으로 더 중요한 부분이 입법적으로 국회와 함께 여당과 함께 풀어야할 그런 문제들이 있습니다. 그래서. Right, so that was the head of Korean Medical Association, Choi Dae-jib, saying that there are issues that need to be resolved together with the government, but more importantly, others that need to be addressed together with the National Assembly and the ruling party as they require legislation. Right, uh, that was the Blue House's point as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like the uh, expansion of medical schools, uh, the government saying that we don't have that policy right now right. Uh, effective until we talk about this, and then some of these other regulations that they want to see dropped have to go through uh, the National Assembly. I just want to address one uh, controversy with this. The KMA that you cited with mm-hmm. Chedejip, the uh, head of this, uh, they put out this flyer, uh, basically this ad, right. and I, it was I said, I like, what kind too. of doctor do you want to be treated? Mm. Uh, one who's elite and studies hard and gets the best grades and goes to the best university and trains to be it, or this guy who's not that bright and doesn't get good grades and then just waited to get into a kongungoide uh, or these uh, nationalized right. uh, medical schools, really smacking of elitism. Mm-hmm. And again, um, they might have some really uh, legitimate concerns about the policies that, that is different from just protecting their rice bowl, so to speak. But this PR that they've engaged in that's really, right. really kind of uh, angered and uh, caused a lot of resentment with people. And mm-hmm. you would hope that they could have a little better approach and message uh, going forward. All right, let's move on to uh, COVID-19 emergency relief. That is a continuous debate that we've been uh, going through here. Uh, We've got a resurgence in the virus. We've Mm -hmm. got more additional economic pain suffered by people. So uh, there is a call for more benefits. Now, the question is, how are you going to spend this? Uh, They already spent 60 trillion won with uh, three additional rounds of supplementary budgets, right? Right. So there is a division within the political sector as well as to how we should roll out this um, benefit. But I think there is a consensus on that we do need a benefit to a certain extent. The government announced it will roll out additional benefits, but only to certain groups of industries and income groups, especially the ones that that have been hit hard the most. Um, According to the finance ministry and related government departments, authorities are to extend additional benefits to hard-hit businesses such as PC rooms and self-employed businesses as well as employment vulnerables such as freelancers. Uh, The government is also considering supporting low-income families who are struggling with day-to-day lives. The difference this time is that the government won't provide the benefits to everyone. It's going to selectively pay those who are in dire circumstances, which means there will be no grouping such as the bottom 50% income group or 70% of income group and give out, you know, funds to all, all of them. <laughs> as you said, since the government already, um, you know, the, the government has already spent some 60 trillion won in supplementary budgets, in principle, there isn't going to be another uh, round of supplementary budget, the fourth one, unless social distancing stage 2.5 continues and it puts extra burden on the economy. Now, although this is what the government hopes to do, as I've said, others outside the government, namely Gyeonggi Governor Lee Jae-myung, insist on paying everyone. So yet another debate within the political arena seems inevitable. Yeah, they want to get this done before Chuseok because that would be the most economic impact, right. people spending right before the holidays. But uh, it's going to be difficult to try to figure out who exactly gets this. And mm-hmm. the, the people who get left out uh, certainly uh, will be uh, feeling a little bit aggrieved. Uh, speaking of the economy, um, we've been talking about fiscal stability and how uh, the co- 
the country has to spend more money. Um, there have been some studies on this, uh, also dealing with the shrinking public pension and the aging population. Right. So according to the Ministry of Economy and Finance's long-term financial outlook uh, between 2020 to 2060, under business as usual, Korea's national debt-to-GDP ratio will increase, to don't be surprised, uh, 99%, mm. hitting the peak in 2045 and fall to 81.1% in 2060 as the speed of debt increase Uh, increases slows down. Now, however, there are slightly brighter outlooks as well. For instance, uh, if you take into consideration the fact that the government may increase its mandatory expenditures and roll out policy mixes of expanding income, um, it should be able to lower the peak debt uh, to GDP ratio to 97%, which will then fall to 65.4% in 2060. If the government figures out a way to improve productivity levels, the highest debt to GDP ratio will be no more than 84% in 2043, which will then fall to 64.5% in 2060. The government points out that shrinking population is the single most contributing factor to increasing national debt. All right, interesting. Uh, Finally, just briefly, uh, give us an update on the Independent Investigative Unit. Right. Um, So we did already, the National Assembly did already pass uh, a law or legislation on launching the Independent Investigative Unit that oversees corruption cases involving high-ranking government officials, but political parties haven't come to an agreement as to who will lead the body. Uh, Earlier, National Assembly Speaker Park Byung-sok sent out an official request to the main opposition, which used to be the United Future Party, now rebranded as People's Power. party uh, to nominate a member for the candidate nomination body for the independent investigative unit. However, the main opposition has been stalling the launch of the investigative unit by delaying appointment and having waited enough, the ruling DP now ended up deciding to revise the law itself. The party will have to discuss further details of the revision though. And that is what 176 seats uh, will get you. Uh, Some of these reform measures that have been uh, gummed up, uh, they will be able to uh, go ahead uh, with them. And that looks like that is going to be the case with the Kongsucha or the Independent uh, Investigative Commission. We will leave it there. Ji Yoon, as always, thank you very much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for having me.